Bismillah Wassalatu wassalamu ala rasulillahi wa ba'd We continue with our lessons in the six events and in the life of the Prophet in the biography of the Prophet and last time we had started the al-mawdi' al-awwal the first event and briefly that first event the author he mentioned regarding the revelation and in the beginning of revelation to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi and he was and he mentioned that from those any verses are the verses which was revealed and which is known as surah al-mudathir and in which it is mentioned and stay away from the from the idols from the uh, idols and from the Tawhut. so here the sheikh last time he mentioned this is the and the main point to be understood and regarding this first event is that the Prophet when he was given uh, he became a prophet and he first with the first revelation that was revealed to him the first five verses from Surah Al-Alaq and then he received the uh, first five verses from Surah Al-Mudathir and in the first he became a prophet and the second he became a messenger and then when he became a messenger his and he, his mission that he was given then the, and then was to and he called people away from shirk to warn people away from shirk and that is the worship of other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala like the worship of idols the worship of trees, stones, the worship of graves uh, which were occurring in the time of the Prophet wasallam, and his people, they actually differed regarding that which they worshipped. Some of them they worshipped the angels, some of them they worshipped trees, some of them they worshipped the jinns, some of them they worshipped the prophets, some of them they worshipped the righteous, etc. etc. So they differed regarding that which they worshipped. And all of that is shirk. And he worship of other than Allah Azza wa Jal is shirk. And it is the highest of the major sins. It is the highest of the major sins. So the Prophet ﷺ was given the command and he to warn the people against shirk. And that occurs here and in the first event as mentioned by the author Rahimullahu Ta'ala. And he first the author, he continues and he mentions, and then we will and he mention the discussion of Sheikh Saleh Al Fawzan and he regarding and these points. For Awaluma Amarahullah Hubihi Al Indar Anhu Kabla Al Indar and his Zina was Sarika Wahirihima. The author mentions and he says that the first thing that Allah commanded the Prophet ﷺ with was to warn against it. And he warns, warn against shirk. Before, and he was commanded to warn against zina, and adultery, fornication. Before, he was commanded to warn against uh, theft, and his sariqah, 
even be and other than them. So here, Sheikh Salah Fuzan he mentioned he says, "أول ما أمر الرسول صلى الله عليه وسلم للإنذار عن عن الشرك." حيث قال الله تعالى والرجه فهجر. So the first thing that the Prophet ﷺ was given a command to, and to warn against, was that and regarding shirk, the worship of other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that occurred when he received, he received the verse, وَالرُّجْهَ فَهْجُرْ And the, and the, the idols, the, the, the things that are worshipped besides Allah Azza wa Jal, and he stay far away from them. Stay away from them and keep away from them. So he says, so shirk, he was commanded to warn against shirk before he was commanded to warn against fornication and adultery before he was, he was commanded to warn against the drinking of alcohol, the dealings of usury. And he said that these things was their revelation and regarding their prohibition came later on. It came later on. So the first thing that he was commanded to warn against was shirk. Was shirk. So this brings to light the great importance of warning against shirk and staying far away from shirk. If that was the first command that the Prophet ﷺ received, I need to stay away from shirk and to warn the people against shirk, the first command, or if we say that was the first prohibition that he received, and that was at the start, the beginning of Revelation. The second set of verses that he received contained that verse here, which indicates warning against shirk. So therefore, this to us teaches us or informs of us of I need this great affair of shirk. It is a major sin. And that I need a person should start with tawheed and warning against shirk first. Because that is the foundation that is from the foundation of our religion so if a person were to start in his da'wah his call to the people stay away from alcohol stay away from fornication etc 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 and if that won't bring about the desired benefit because the hearts has not been rectified and what rectifies the hearts is tawheed that a, pers a person understands, that the people understands the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone and that they are warned against shirk. When the people understand that, they accept that, then staying away from alcohol, fornication, etc., etc., becomes easy or easier for them. Okay, because the heart is being rectified by that tawheed first and foremost. لم يقول حذرهم من الكبائر ومن الزنا ومن الربا ومن الخبائث التي كانوا يعملونها بل أول ما أمر بالنهي 
عن الشرك. He says, and he says, Shalal Fuzan, he says, so he, the Prophet Sallallahu he was not, and he commanded or told to warn against the other major sins, like zina, fornication, and usury, and the other despicable actions which his people were upon, were performing. But, and he rather, the first thing that he was commanded to inform them about, and he was shirk, was shirk. So therefore, he says, Sheikh Fawzan, he says, so therefore, that first command for them to accept something and the command to accept something was that regarding Tawheed. So the people were commanded and to accept Tawheed, to understand Tawheed, and to believe in Tawheed before they were commanded with Salah, before they were commanded to perform the prayer, before they were commanded to perform the zakah, before they were commanded to fast, before they were commanded to perform hajj. He says, because Because Tawheed is the foundation. Okay? Tawheed is the foundation, it's the building blocks. It is, and what the other actions stem out from, they go back to and Tawheed. وَلَا فَائِدَ فِي الصَّلَاةِ وَالْحَجِّ وَالصِّيَامِ وَالْعَمَالَ الصَّالِحَةِ مَعَ عَدَمِ وُجُودِ التَّوْحِيدِ So there is no benefit in salah, in hajj, in fasting, the month of Ramadan and the other righteous actions when tawheed is not present, when there is no tawheed in a person. Those actions, they are of no benefit. Well, the shaykh is... And he's saying here, of course, one of the conditions for Allah Azza wa Jal to accept the actions of a person is that uh, that person must be a monotheist. That person accept and believe in his oneness, that he is and the Lord of all creation, that there is no other creator, and that he alone, the creator, deserves to be worshipped alone. Deserves to be worshipped alone. So that person or pe- the people when they, they perform their actions of worship, if they believe in that and they dedicate their actions of worship for Allah Azza wa Jal alone, so therefore those actions and he are accepted by, he, by him, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But if they perform actions of worship where they are dedicating part of it for Allah, another part of it they are dedicating to one of the creation, like a righteous person, a prophet, etc., etc., a saint. So therefore, those actions, they are not accepted. They are not accepted. Rather, a person would just earn tiredness in performing those actions. There is no reward. So therefore, salah, hajj, fasting, and other righteous actions, they need to be performed with with Tawheed. So if Tawheed is not present in the hearts of the servants, therefore the actions of the servants, they are not accepted by the Creator. They are not accepted by the Creator. So that must be present. So therefore the people likewise must understand the true understanding of Tawheed, the true meaning of Tawheed. Because there are a lot of false definitions 
that has been attributed to this word. Definitions that are shirk in themselves. They declare that to be tawheed. And there are many. So therefore the people need to be taught first and foremost what monotheism really means. What does it mean to be a monotheist? Then the author, he says, وَعَرَفْتَ أَنَّ مِنْهُمْ مَنْ تَعَلَّقَ عَلَى الْأَصْنَامِ وَمِنْهُمْ مَنْ تَعَلَّقَ عَلَى الْمَلَائِكَةِ وَعَلَى الْأَوْلِيَاءِ وَأَمِينْ بَنِي آدَمِ He says, you've come to know that from them, and from the pagan Arabs, in the time of the Prophet ﷺ, the polytheists in his time, now from them there were those who and he worshipped and they attached themselves to the idols. Some of them, they would, and he worshipped and attached themselves to the angels. And some of them, they would worship and attach themselves to the awliya, and there, they righteous, and he people from the children of Adam. And he comments and he says, And in Jahiliya, they used to differ in their worship. The polytheists in the time of the Prophet Sallallahu they used to differ in what they worshipped and how they worshipped. And he says, from them there were those who worshipped the angels. From them there were those who worshipped the righteous, the righteous who had passed away in the graves, had been buried in the graves. From them there were those who worshipped the trees and stones. And the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Lam Yufarriq Bainahum. And the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam he did not differentiate between them. They regarded all of them to be the same. And he meaning they were all mushrikeen. They were all polytheists. If they worshipped a righteous person, a person who was truly righteous and he passed away and he was in the grave, so therefore that is an action of polytheism. If a person worships an angel, that is an action of polytheism. If a person worships a stone, that is an action of polytheism. If a person worships a tree, that is an action of polytheism. If a person worships a prophet, that is an action of polytheism. Because actions of worship here have been performed and intended for other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, other than the creator of the heavens and the earth. So therefore they all are in agreement in their polytheism, their worship of other than Allah azza wa jal. So the Prophet sallallahu he did not differentiate between them. He did not say that those who worship the righteous people are, they are okay. He did not say that those who worship the angels, that they are better than those who worshipped the trees, etc., etc. They considered them to be all the same. They were all mushrikeen, all performing actions of polytheism. So, but instead, the Prophet ﷺ, he prohibited all of them from all of those different types actions of shirk those who worshipped the righteous he prohibited them from it he warned them against it those who worshipped the angels likewise he warned them against them 
against it. Those who worship the trees, the stones, he likewise he warned all of them against all of those different types of actions of shirk. And he fought all of them. And likewise, and he fought and he all of them. Lam he did not differentiate between those who worship the angels and from that who, those who worship the uh, righteous and from those who worship the, the idols. Because the Sheikh says, because all of them, they are the same. And meaning, they are all worshipping other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. لِأَنَّهُ لَا فَرْقَ بَيْنَ مَنْ يَعْبُدْ صَنَمًا وَمَنْ يَعْبُدْ وَلِيًّا أَوْ عَبْدًا صَالِحًا Because there is no difference between a person who worships an idol or a person who worships a righteous and a person. There is no any difference between any them. They are all worshipping other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is all acts of polytheism, ascribing partners to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in his worship. Because he, Allah azza wa jal, he is the sole creator of the heavens and the earth and everything that is in it. And he is the only one who controls all of the affairs in the heavens and the earth. He is the only one who sustains all of his creation. There is no other any deity that are partners with Allah who helps Allah. So therefore, only he alone deserves to be worshipped. Only he has perfect attributes. Only he has perfect attributes. While whilst everything besides Allah, they are the creation. They are from his and creation and they have not been created perfect and they have not been given the they have not been given divinity and in any way or form. Then the author and he says We are They say and the polytheists in the time of the Prophet and they said we do not want anything from and worshipping the righteous, the angels. We do not want anything from that except that they intercede for us. And yet they intercede for us before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this occurs, as the Sheikh mentions, this occurs in a verse in the Quran where Allah Azza wa Jal mentions the reasons that the polytheists in the time of the Prophet gave for their worship of other than Allah. Allah Azzawajal states, and they said, مَا نَعْبُدُهُمْ إِلَّا لِيُقَرِّبُونَ إِلَى اللَّهِ زُلْفًا We do not worship them except that they may bring us closer to Allah. Bring us closer to Allah. That was a reason. That was one of the intention of worshipping other than Allah. And likewise they said, as Allah Azzawajal mentions in the Quran, وَيَقُولُونَ هَؤُلَاءِ شُفَعَاؤُنَا عِنْدَ اللَّهِ and they said that these are our intercessors before Allah. So these two reasons. 
they worship the righteous, the angels, and the trees, etc., etc., with the intention that these things or these people would be able to bring them closer to Allah and intercede for them before Allah Azza wa Jal. Because they believe that those things were righteous. They possess certain qualities that nobody else has. So therefore they are closer to Allah. So therefore they thought we need to worship them and we ask them and they will ask Allah for us. And they will bring us closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Of course, Allah has not sent any, any evidence for this, any command to worship other than Him. Allah Azza wa Jal has created His servants and commanded His servants to worship Him alone and make dua and supplication to Him alone as He is the all-hearing, He is the all-seeing, He is the all-knowing. So Allah Azza wa Jal has no need of anyone. He listens to his servants, he hears his servants, he sees his servants, he has perfect knowledge of his servants. So therefore his servants must turn to him alone in worship. So the Sheikh says, هذا قصدهم That was their intention in worship of other than Allah. تَقَرَّبُوا إِلَى اللَّهِ بِعِبَادَاتِهِمْ هَأُولَى They sought to become closer to Allah by their worship of those things. And they, they worship and those people that they worship. مَا قَصْدُهُمْ مَا قَصَدُهُمْ الشرك. They did not intend any shirk. They did not intend to ascribe any partners to Allah. فَإِذَا كَانَتْ الْأَفْعَالِ شِرْكًا وَكُفْرًا فَلَا يُنْظَرْ إِلَى الْمَقَاسِدِ هَلْ هِيَ حَسَنًا أَوْ لَيْسَتْ حَسَنًا So the shirk says that if the action is an action of shirk, an action of disbelief, so therefore there is no looking to the intention of the person. If he had, if he had a good intention, or, or not. The action is and he judged by itself. Because the Prophet ﷺ, he did not categorize those polytheists in his time as those who had good intention and those who had bad intention, those who had the intention was better, so therefore they are and he okay. And Allah in his book never differentiated between them likewise regarding their intention and judge their intention that it was good. Allah judged their actions. Their action of shirk and it was worship of other than Allah So therefore, do not look or do not consider the intention of a person. And if the action itself is from the major sin, the highest of the major sins. So therefore, we do not look to the intention because the action itself and he has a ruling over it that Allah Azza wa Jal has placed and without looking at the intention. The author says, Says, and with this and upon this, 
And upon knowing this, and knowing what well, have just and he mentioned and regarding these reasons that he sallallahu alayhi wasallam he began with any warning against any shirk. And that he Allah Azza wa Jal and he he began with the warning against shirk and the and the first verses that he sent to his messenger. That he sent his messenger with. So therefore the offer says, so if you truly understand this issue here, then glad tidings for you. And then Ali Bushra glad tidings. Because this is a an masala, an issue that a lot of people do not have the correct understanding in. So therefore, it is indeed an important affair as it is connected to the foundation of our and religion. Sheikh Salih al-Fawzan, he mentions and he regarding this and the point that the author has just made. He says, And if you come to truly understand this issue, that the first thing that a person is commanded with, and it is Tawheed, is the oneness of Allah Azza wa Jal, and to worship Him alone. And that the first thing that should be prohibited is shirk, the worship of other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because he says, for indeed there is no benefit in rectifying the other affairs if the aqeedah, the belief, the creed is corrupted. If that is corrupted, there is no benefit in going and trying to rectify the other affairs. There is no any benefit in this. And this is a great issue and a very important issue. And this is a great affair which many of those who attribute themselves to al-islam is ignorant of today are ignorant of only today so as we uh, the sheikh mentioned here and there is no benefit in going and trying to rectify the affairs of the people when the aqidah when the creed is and corrupted okay the creed is corrupted and the aqidah is corrupted and the heart is corrupted and the heart, and as we uh, know that the, and the, the actions of the limbs, they stem, they come from the heart. That is what the people intend. It comes from the heart. Their actions, and they come from and the, their heart. So therefore, you can try and rectify the actions of the people as much as you can. And if you do not rectify the matters of the heart, that is that true creed. So therefore, there is no fa'idah. Either it won't last or it won't happen. Because the hearts are and corrupted. The hearts are corrupted. And as we've uh, mentioned before, Allah Azza wa Jal does not accept any the deeds of a person until that person has submitted to him with tawheed. Worshipping him alone.
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepted his revelation and everything that is mentioned in it. And the Shaykh mentions here, and indeed, many of those who ascribe themselves to Al-Islam today are a bit ignorant of this affair of Tawheed. And many, there are many people ascribe themselves to Al-Islam and they come from Muslim backgrounds and their actions and they are not actions that are based on the Quran and the Sunnah. They have not uh, and dissected and studied the Quran and the Sunnah correctly according to the understanding of the companions of the Prophet Wasallam. A lot of things like culture comes in. Culture and previous beliefs. Culture and, the, and previous beliefs have sort of been inserted in certain communities. And that has been mixed with some of the practices of Al-Islam and is made to be something which is an Islamic. And you see in there false aqidah which opposes the Quran and the, and the Sunnah, what the Prophet said. And you see actions that oppose and the Tawheed. Actions and of shirk. So there are many of those who ascribe themselves to Al-Islam today. What are they doing? They are making dua to a righteous person or a righteous imam in the grave. A righteous person and righteous imam in the grave. And that can be witnessed in many parts of the world. People who have uh, Islamic backgrounds, ascribe themselves to Al-Islam, come themselves and Muslims, memorizing the Quran, but the Quran is not understood. You'll find prostration to the graves, making dua to the graves. Even you'll find them when they, wor they, they worship the graves and the righteous, you'll find them with more khushu', more concentration than you find them in their salah to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala five times a day. You'll find them crying their, their eyes out in front of a grave, calling any the wali, asking the wali for things that only Allah azza wa jal can do. And those people in the graves, they have no, uh, they do not hear anything that they say. And they're unable to, I need to uh, carry out those tasks that's been asked of them. You'll find them, they are so passionate, they've attached themselves and to that. And they have more kushur than in their salah to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As a brother mentioned to me, and he once he traveled and he to a country uh, where uh, and he, of course he is from but a, a different village he went to pray in a masjid uh, they prayed in masjid as soon as they gave salam the men st stood up quickly and started running to the back of the masjid and went through a, a door of course he was surprised he's never seen anything like that and everybody just rushing and running for that door so he's curious, what is this about? So he goes to the door, and inside, the side of the masjid has been built, and he attached to the masjid, there is a grave inside there, and all of the men are around making dua and prostrating themselves to that grave. Earlier, a couple of minutes ago, what they were supposed to be doing? Worshipping Allah Azza wa Jal alone. They're supposed to be doing that in their salah. 
couple of seconds later, actions have shook. Calling upon and he, uh, what they called and Wali. Asking and asking and asking and prostrating their faces on the floor. SubhanAllah. Sujood is for Allah Azza wa Jal. Worship is only for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and He alone. And the Prophet and for you to understand this, look at in the time of the Prophet Did the Prophet command the people to do this with the righteous? No, as Allah mentioned in the Quran, the evidences are here. He warned them against all of these different types of shirk. All of the different types of shirk. Prohibited them from it. Prohibited and them from it. So he called to Tawheed and he warned the people against shirk. That was the first and he commanded the first prohibition. And the companions, and before they accepted Al-Islam, they were all doing different types of actions of shirk. All of them, not all of them. They got the companion like Uthman, Abu Bakr. They never and he worshipped anything besides Allah Azza wa Jal and before Al-Islam. There were other companions that they used to and he worship the righteous in the grave. They used to worship and the trees, etc., etc. So Islam came and spoke about the Aqidah first. In Mecca, the main mission that the Prophet was given is to and he purified the aqidah of the people. Purified the aqidah and he of the people. Then the other forms of legislation and the salah, hajj, fasting came later on. When the house was rectified, therefore, therefore the actions and he came for the people to, uh, to perform. فَإِذَا فَهِمْتَهُ فَيَا بُشْرَاكَ بِعِلْمَ So the Sheikh Fawzan says, so if you understand this, then glide tidings and it to you with beneficial knowledge. With beneficial knowledge. The author continues and he says, خصوصا إذا عرفت أنما بعدها أعظم من الصلوات الخمس. The author says, especially if you come to know that there is nothing greater after it, meaning after Tawheed, than the five daily prayers meaning after tawheed after a person learns tawheed and accepts tawheed there is nothing greater any and greater action after that than the five daily prayers than the five daily prayers so after tawheed a person is commanded only to to pray and then we see in uh, quite a few of the ahadith and we see that the salah is the second pillar of al-islam and that the first pillar of al-islam is the shahada the testification that there is no deity worthy of worship except allah and that muhammad is the messenger of allah then the second pillar is salah after it and likewise uh, the hadith in which the prophet sent mu'adh one of his well-versed companion in knowledge he sent mu'adh to yemen to call the people of the book there to al-islam and what did he say to Mu'adh? فَلْيَكُنْ أَوَّلُ مَا تَدْعُوهُمْ إِلَيْهِ شَهَادَةُ أَنْ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهُ وَأَنِّي رَسُولُ اللَّهُ Let the first thing that you call them to, the testification that there is no, that there is no deity worthy of worship except Allah, and that Muhammad is the messenger of Allah. Then what did he say to Mu'adh? فَإِنْهُمْ عَطَاعُوكَ لِذَلِكَ And if they obey you in that, in the shahada, 
if they accept to worship Allah alone, and if they accept Muhammad as the messenger, if they accept it, then فَعْلِمْهُمْ أَنَّ اللَّهَ قَدْ افْتَرَضَ عَلَيْهِمْ خَمْسَ صَلَوَاتِ فِي الْيَوْمِ وَالْلَيْلَةِ Then tell them and inform them that Allah has made an obligation upon them to pray only five times a day. A day in, in a day and it's night to perform only the five prayers during the day and the night so the second thing that came or say the first thing that came after that rectification of the creed the aqidah is the and its salah so Sheikh Fozan he mentions there is no affair that is greater than this affair of Tawheed and after it accept the five daily prayers. So after Tawheed and one of the greatest affairs is the five daily prayers. Because it is the second pillar after the pillars of Al-Islam. It is the second pillar of the pillars of Al-Islam after the Shahada, after the two Shahadas. وَمَعَ هَذَا لَمْ يَأْمُرُ اللَّهِ بِالصَّلَوَاتِ الْخَمْسِ إِلَّا قُبَيْلِ الْحِجْرَةِ says and with this Allah Azza wa Jal did not command any the Muslims and the Prophet with the prayer and the five daily prayers and until it became just before the Hijrah just before the Hijrah so all of those years in Mecca was spent and rectifying the creed of the people rectifying the creed of the people and then just before he وسلم, migrated to al Madinah, just before that's when salah was made on an obligation upon the muslimin upon the muslimin so there was years and years and years years it was just and his mission وسلم, was just to call the people to tawheed and warn them against shirk. The verses that came down was regarding verses and regarding Tawheed. The command for Tawheed and the prohibition against and its shirk. For Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam makatha fi makkah thalatha ashara sana lam yu'mar bis salah. So the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he spent 13 years in Makkah. And before he made Hijrah to Al Medina. So 13 years in Makkah, and he was not commanded, and he went to Salah. 13 years. 13 years just rectifying the creed of the people. Tawheed. Tawheed, and then Tawheed. It shows the importance of this affair of Tawheed. And the importance that us Muslims should pay towards, and in learning it, and being well versed in it, and understanding it correctly. First and foremost, for our own understanding, our own, our own benefit, that we are Muslims, and this is from the foundation of our religion. And you cannot be ignorant of the foundation of the religion. Because you need to worship Allah Azza wa Jal alone, and you with it. Secondly, that it is a condition for the acceptance of your deeds and your actions by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Likewise, see the da'wah, the call of the Prophet The first thing he called to was, was Tawheed. And he was, and he took heed. So therefore, there are many reasons 
I need to uh, to mention and regarding the importance of Tawheed that it is a subject that needs to be learnt and learnt and learnt. Take years and continue learning about Tawheed. Learn about Tawheed and the different books and different verses that is mentioned and regarding the Tawheed of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that you may benefit yourself, may benefit your and your family and your community bi'ithnillahi ta'ala. وَإِنَّمَا أُمِرَ بِالصَّلَاءِ قُبَيْلَ الْحِجْرَةِ فِي لَيْلَةِ الْمِعْرَاجِ The Shaykh says that the Salah was commanded and was made compulsory just before the Hijrah and in the Laylatul Mi'raj and when the Prophet Sallallahu he and he ascended to the heavens. That is where Allah Azza wa Jal gave him the command for Salah for the five daily prayers. فَلِمَاذَا تَأَخَّرَ الْأَمْرِ بِالصَّلَاةِ So the Shaykh says, therefore why was the command uh, for Salah delayed? The command to pray the five daily prayers. Why was it delayed? مِنْ أَجْلِ أَنْ يَتَأَسَّسَ التَّوْحِيدِ Says, so that the Tawheed can be embedded into the hearts of the people. So that there'll be a lot of time, that, that time, that 13 years, that that 13 years will be spent in slowly, slowly Tawheed being embedded into the hearts and of the people. The hearts of that Muslim generation that's going to carry that revelation and from the Prophet wasallam and to the rest of the world. So that time to instill, to make Tawheed and it sink deep in the hearts of the people and remove all of the and the shirk that was present in the hearts of most of the people and in that time and that was the reason why salah the second pillar of al-islam was delayed and for 13 years that tawheed to be and embedded so if it's for it to sink in the hearts of the people as we mentioned because the actions are not Correct and not accepted by Allah Azawajal if there is no Tawheed in the heart. Because if the people were to pray, that would have not benefited them because they would have been void of Tawheed. They would have been void of Tawheed. The author continues and he says, وَلَمْ تُفْرَدْ إِلَّا فِي لَيْلَةِ الْإِسْرَاءِ سَنَا عَشَرَ بَعْدَ حِصَارِ الشَّعْبِ وَمَوْتْ أَبِي طَالِبِ وَبَعْدَ هِجْرَةِ الْحَبَشَ بِالسَّنَتَيْنِ And he said that the, and the Salah was not made compulsory and he accept in, and in the night when the Prophet ﷺ ascended سَنَا uh, عَشَرَ بَعْدَ Okay, and this was the, the tenth year after the when they gathered and the, on the the mushrikeen they gathered unto the uh the muslims and he to cut them off and to cut them off and he from food supplies etc etc and he tried to make them suffer and he with uh with that, like a form of famine cut food off from them and he water etc etc وَبَعْدَ الْحِجْرَةِ وَالْحِجْرَةُ الْحَبَشَةِ بِسَنَتَيْنِ And after the hijrah, 
of and the hijrah that they made to Habasha to Ethiopia and two years after and also the death of Abi Talib and the death of Abi Talib Sheikh Salah Fawzan he says إِنَّمَا فُرِضَتْ الصَّلَاءِ لَيْلَةُ الْإِسْرَى وَالْمِعْرَاجِ فِي السَّنَةِ الْعَاشِرَةِ مِنَ الْبِعْثَةِ The salah was made compulsory in the night when the Prophet ﷺ ascended to the heavens and Allah gave him the commands the command for salah and that was in the 10th year after the start of revelation the 10th year after the start of the revelation and that regarding as well is the uh, the event when Ali they saw of gathered upon the Muslimin to cut off their food supplies and their and their water supplies. And the the Sheikh mentions وَأَنَّ الرَّسُولُ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَمَ كَانَ يَدْعُو إِلَى التَّوْحِيدِ وَيَنْهَى عَنِ الشِّرْكِ وَكَانَ الْمُشْرِكُونَ يُضَايِقُونَهُ وَيُضَايِقُونَ أَصْحَابَهُ وَكَانَ عَمُّهُ أَبُو طَالِبْ يُدَافِعْ عَنْهُ وَيَحْمِيهِ وَيَحْمِيهِ مِنْ أَذَا قَوْمِهِ The Sheikh says, the Prophet the only thing that he was doing was to call the people to Tawheed, to worship Allah alone, and he warned them against shirk, that they should not worship other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the mushrikeen, the polytheists in his time, and they, they gathered and they, and he oppressed. They tried to oppress the Prophet and, he, and those people who had, and he entered Al-Islam. Tried to oppress them and, he, and constrict their means of life, and he, their food and, he, and drink, etc. And he says that he, uh, the, uh, the uncle of the Prophet Abu Talib, he used to defend the Prophet and protect him from any, his people, from that which his people was doing, and from the harm of his people. So that the Allah Azza wa Jal, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He subjected the uncle of the Prophet and he to the Prophet even though and his uncle was a mushrik he was a polytheist he did not accept al-islam he did not accept al-islam but Allah had placed in his heart and he to protect and defend the Prophet sallallahu alayhi and he was and that was and from the and the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so he says, so when Abu Talib, he passed away, and the wife of the Prophet ﷺ passed away, and Khadija radiallahu anha, wa yudafi'ani anhu. And they were the two people who used to defend him. And his uncle, who was a mushrik, and his wife, of course, who accepted al-Islam. تَصَلَّطَ الْكُفَّارِ عَلَيْهِ زِيَادَةِ And the disbelievers, they increased in their oppression against him, sallallahu When Abu Talib passed away, and Khadija radiallahu anha passed away, 
And if they got the opportunity now that they increased and their oppression on the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So what they did, as the Sheikh mentions here, the Kufar and they created like a, a blockage. So they blocked the Prophet and his companions and those who accepted Al-Islam within any a section in Mecca. So they blocked them in that section. Okay? They blocked them in that section and he and tried to cut them off. Cut them off from food, cut them off from and from water. Okay? And cut them off from any any other type of thing. Nothing could and enter or leave and that that place that they sort of cornered them in. And they prevented and the other people from marrying from them and from the Muslims. Okay? So they uh, surrounded them and they blocked them off and in that location to make them suffer and from hunger to make them suffer and from hunger and thirst yeah, this occurred and to the Prophet and his companions and the early companions so they were blocked in that section in Mecca they could not leave food and drink was cut off from them it prevented the people from uh, marrying any them uh, so they wanted to cause pain and the end suffering to them by way of hunger and thirst. وَكَتَبُوا بِذَلِكَ صُحِيفًا وَقَعُوا عَلَيْهَا وَعَلَّقُوهَا فِي الْكَعْبَةِ لِمُقَاطَعَةِ مُحَمَّدْ وَمَنْ مَعَهِ What the mushrikeen did is they wrote it like in a document on the paper and they wrote what they intended to do to the Prophet and his companions and he to cut them off. They wrote it down and they agreed to it and they hung it in the Kaaba. They hung it up and they hung it up and in the Kaaba. Uh, so when those who used to defend the Prophet and he passed away, now the Mushrikeen they saw the opportunity and it to be even more severe to the Prophet Sallallahu to make and their harm more severe and increase in their and the oppression on the, upon the Prophet Sallallahu and those who were with him. And upon this, Salah was not commanded. Salah was not and he commanded the Sheikh says. And because what was important at that point was the rectification of the belief, the rectification of the creed before anything else. So when the oppression and the oppression of Mushrikeen increased upon the Prophet and those who were with him uh, and the, some of the companions and who were and weak, they and the Prophet he commanded them to perform and hijrah and to migrate to Al Habasha, uh, Ethiopia. Because 
Because, and he was the reason why the Prophet ﷺ, he commanded and the, the companions, those who were weak, who could not and he withstand that oppression in Mecca, and that harm that was coming to them from the mushrikeen, he commanded them to go to Habasha, and he, because there, there was a king, which was a name, his name was An-Najashi. And he was known that he did not commit any oppression to anybody at all, and anybody at all. No oppression at all. وَهُوَ نَصْرَانِ إِذَّاكَ And during that time, he and Najashi, and he, he was a Christian. He was a, and a Christian. But he did not, and he, he did not cause or used to cause any injustice to anybody that was living on his land, that was living on his territory. هَذِهِ and this is known as the first hijrah. And it was known as the first hijrah. And from those who and he migrated and went on that first hijrah was Uthman. And his companion Uthman. Min akabir and from them, and he was the, the, and the major companions. And that was the purpose of and fleeing with their religion. Because they were oppressed severely, severely, severely. And some of those companions, and they were weak. So therefore, command them to go to migrate to Al-Habasha. They would not be oppressed there. And they, and he would, that by that way, it would protect their religion. And they could, and he reinforce their religion, and he there within themselves. And this is one of the, re- this is the reason the and he uh, and Najashi entering into Al Islam and he when those companions migrated and he to his to his country to his land. So he says that when he and Najashi he heard the Quran and he heard the Quran and what the, the meanings of those verses that was recited to him from the companions and he who migrated to him, Allah Azza wa Jal guided him to Al-Islam by of this and he entered into Al-Islam. Sheikh Fawzan, he mentions, he continues and he says, the Quraysh, and the Quraysh, the tribe of the Prophet but those who were from the Mushrikeen, they sent and he, some of their people to An-Najashi with any presents and things to attract him with and they said to him these any people any meaning our people who come to you migrated to you that they are apostates and they are fugitives from our land yeah they are apostates and fugitives and for uh, from our land so return them to us and return them to us they went and so that they could get those companions and he back to Mecca so that they could oppress them even further and further and further. They were not happy that they had left and, he, and we were in safety. So they went with presents, things to attract and he, the king and Najashi came with and said, these are fugitives. They are, these people are apostates. And he, they, they've uh, spoken against our religion and we want them back. And we want them back. Of course, for Abba. So An-Najashi, he refused. 
he refused and he too for them to take those companions back with them so therefore those uh, people from Quraysh the mushrikeen that was sent and they they went back they went back to Mecca so therefore Sheikh says so Najashi he continued in the protection of the Muslimin, the Muslims who were in his land until Allah Azza wa Jal and he decreed and he for them and he safety for them for them to go back the author and he continues and he mentions from the last lines of this uh, point from the event and the number one so he says, so if you come to know that these are many affairs, okay, and this aggression, this profound aggression, adawa and enmity that has been mentioned here, all of this, all of this occurred before uh, the salah was made an obligation. So therefore, and it is hoped that you come to know and understand this issue, this affair, and he very well. Sheikh Salih al-Fawzan, and he comments and he on this. So he says, so therefore, if you come to know about this issue, this affair, uh, and that أَنَّهُ مَا عَادُوا الرَّسُولُ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ وَضَيَّقُوهُ وَحَاصَرُوهُ هُوَ وَأَصْحَابُ إِلَّا مِنْ أَجْلِ الْأَمْرِ التَّوْحِيدِ وَالنَّحِي عَلَى الشِّرْكِ that they did not do this to the Prophet and he accept for the reason that he وسلم, he commanded and them with Tawheed and prohibited them from Shirk. So the Shirk he says, this is the reason and that they transgressed against the Prophet وسلم, and harmed him and his companions. And he says that if the Prophet وسلم, were to leave them alone and, he, and just worship Allah and in seclusion, with companions by themselves, and not openly called to Al-Islam, and not openly called to Tawheed, and left the Mushrikeen to what they were doing, and he therefore, they would have not said anything to them. They would have not have said anything to the Prophet But instead, they would have been very happy, and he with that, that if they were left to their own, and the actions of shirk. And this is some of what the call of some of the people of Kufr say today. They say, leave us and we leave, we will live with our own way, with our own, etc., etc., etc. And don't say anything, don't speak anything regarding any religion or our religion. Okay? Uh, and we won't say anything regarding your religion. And the Sheikh mentions, and they are and the liars. And because and they are attacking Al-Islam. There's different ways that they are attacking Al-Islam. And they are not truthful in this. Don't say anything our religion. And we won't say anything in your religion. That is some of their claim of the Shaykh mentioned some of the people and he today. Whilst at the same time 
and if they are against al-islam and they are fighting al-islam so the sheikh and he mentions here and he, that this any type of call this type of da'wah and he, it does not uh it is not befitting it is not from any the call of al-islam islam and he, in the, like in the time of the prophet sallallahu islam is for all the people for them to know tawheed so that they are taken from any dhulm they are taken from transgression of their own selves that they are taken from the different darknesses and to the one true light to the one true light so therefore and tawheed must be preached and to the people tawheed and he must be preached now that was from the mission of the prophet and this is the mission of those and who follow the prophet and likewise ولو أنه صلى الله عليه وسلم ما دعا إلى التوحيد ولا نحى عن الشرك. so the sheikh says so if the prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم he did not call to توحيد and he did not call any to uh, he did not prohibit them from shirk therefore their rebellion and against him would not have not have occurred. that's what they wanted they wanted to just leave them to their religion and him صلى الله عليه وسلم you practice your religion by yourself but do not call anyone to it this is what they and he wanted but of course he sallallahu alayhi wasallam was sent with a mission from the laws of the heavens and the earth and he to propagate tawheed to propagate that message the true message and that final message from the creator and he to their servants so when he sallallahu alayhi wasallam just stood up and, he, and just clarify to them what is shirk and what is tawheed and that they should stay away from shirk and worship Allah Azza wa Jal and he alone they rebelled they rebelled and they harmed him sallallahu alayhi wasallam and his companions and oppressed them but as we know and he, Allah Azza wa Jal and he gave victory to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam and to the companions and the sahabas because that is in reality where success lies success and he lies in tawheed lies in that true and he creed of al-islam that is what rectifies a person in this dunya that they benefit from this dunya the rewards of this dunya their deeds in this dunya and that they attain and he buy it the rewards and the of the hereafter what that is where true success and lies in learning our religion and practicing our religion and calling others to our religion and with wisdom with wisdom with wisdom and knowledge so we will end here uh, and inshallah our next lesson we will start al-mawdi'athani the second event in the life of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam wa sallallahu ala nabina Muhammad